0: Um, so anyway, um, it's really lovely to be here this morning. Um, pausing. Uh, I find it really difficult to pause, I don't know about you. Um, and I've not spent, spent a lot of my life not pausing, um, but rushing around. And I think maybe I might be a good person to talk about this subject this morning, because if you're good at it, then, well, I think having somebody who's not so good, hopefully it will, it will help. Um, But I've also begun to really love to pause, um, to crave it, um, to miss it when I don't pause. Um, And it's why it was really great to be speaking on it this morning, because it's made me think again about how I'm pausing. Generally, I'm a bit of an extrovert and an external processor, um, a problem solver and a doer. So it's really hard for me to sit still um, and not to be doing, or it's simply hard for me not to have my head full of stuff Um, and full of inner chaos, but over the last few years I've grown a longing for being quiet and for stopping and for pausing. I've made it my business not to be busy and not to say I'm so busy when people ask me how I am, but to try and make some space intentionally in my life to pause and have some time. It could be because maybe I'm just a bit knackered. Um, I've spent so many years being busy, um, but so many of us over the last couple of years, we've been forced to pause, haven't we? And, and, and although the enforced pausing, in some ways it was quite traumatic, I think some of us have learned that positive pausing can be really good for us. Now I find that I'm tired of life rushing past at such a rate and I really realise that I'm missing out. Not missing out on the life around me, but missing out on hearing God's quiet voice amongst the hubbub. Missing the voice of the one that I really need and want to hear. And this is the reason that we pause, isn't it? It's not just about our own health, although it is good for our own health that we pause, but it's primarily because, primarily because we need to pause and be with our heavenly Father. And I really love the story in the Old Testament when God promised that He would reveal Himself to the prophet Elijah. And the story goes like this. Sorry, it's a bit small. Hopefully, some of you can read it. The Lord said to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. God came, but not in the noise of the earthquake, the wind or the fire. God came as a whisper in the silence, and Elijah would have had to have been quiet to have heard that. The teacher in the book of Ecclesiastes says there is a time to speak, but also a time to be silent. If we are always speaking, or surrounding ourselves with noise, with earthquakes, with wind and fire, how much do we miss hearing God's small, still voice, God's still, small whisper in the silence? But if I'm someone who finds it really hard to sit still and get so distracted, how am I ever going to learn to hear God's still, small voice? And I think I've shared with you before about my love of walking. And when I walk, I can't do anything else. I can't pick up my phone to check my latest message. I can't get distracted by the things around the house that need doing or someone coming to interrupt me. When I walk, I can listen to nature around me. Or I can stick my headphones in to listen to worship music or daily prayer. Walking forces, forces me to pause. Now you might be a sitter and you might find it really easy to switch off and that's great, but you might be someone like me who needs to, find, needs to find a way to stop doing things, a sort of a kinetic movement sort of way to help you focus on God. And Jesus took time out for prayer, didn't he? But often in the mountains, which must have involved a lot of walking. And I'm sure he didn't wait till he got to the top of the mountain to start praying and pausing. I expect he paused and he prayed and he listened as he walked and then enjoyed and marvelled at the beautiful view at the top. It's really important that we find out which way we work best. But why do we need to pause anyway? And in How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People, um, which is the book that Joe just mentioned earlier, Pete Grigg says, the best way to start praying is to stop praying, to pause, to be still, to put down your prayer list and your own personal agenda, to stop talking at God long enough to focus on the wonders of who God actually is. If we want to get better at hearing the one who talks in a small, still voice, we need to pause. We actually need to stop praying at least in the way that we often think prayer is meant to be, all that talking and asking. It helps us to remember that we are coming into the presence of the Almighty Creator God, the God who loves us as Heavenly Father, who gave his life for us in the person of the Son, and the Holy Spirit who draws us, who woos us into this beautiful relationship, this beautiful and amazing dance of the Trinity. And when we remember who it is that we're with, and the fact that it's this God that wants to speak to us, why would we not want to pause? But I think it's also about learning to come before our Father in heaven and just saying hi before we start throwing a long list of all the things we want. And one of the reasons I love now having a dog is the welcome I get when I come home. It's the sheer joy of the fact that I'm just there even if I've only been out for an hour, but even more so if I've been away for a day or a weekend. Now I'm not suggesting that we all start bouncing around excitedly at the beginning of our prayer times, although obviously you're very welcome to, but perhaps God just wants us to be pleased to be with him. To say, hi, I'm here. I'm so glad to be with you. I've missed you. I'm longing to spend time with you. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I believe that if we can learn to pause consciously in our prayer times, pausing will flow out into the rest of our lives, like mini-Sabbath moments. Sabbath is God's gift of pausing to us – resting and pausing for a day during the week, but also pausing for moments during each day. If we can learn to stop, to breathe, to reflect, And to direct our focus on God intentionally, it will help our life to become one long prayer with sabbath moments. Sometimes spontaneous, sometimes intentional, sometimes unknowing. True prayer is not something we say, it's not something we do, but it's something we become. It's relational. And Eugene Peterson, who translated the Bible into the beautiful modern version called The Message, he writes this. He says, Sabbath is not primarily about me or how it benefits me. It's about God and how God forms me. It is not in the first place about what I do or what I don't do. It's about God completing and resting and blessing and sanctifying. It means stopping and being quiet long enough to see, open-eyed with wonder, resurrection wonder. Psalm 37 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And Psalm 23 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Moments of stillness help us surrender our own agendas and listen to God's agenda. So, how do we do this? How do we start? Are you a sitter or a walker or a runner? How are you best going to pause and be still? So, sometimes a lit candle can be helpful, although obviously I recommend this if you're sitting and not walking, so that's more tricky. Um, a quiet place, a comfortable place a place where you're not going to be distracted and that might take a bit of practice. Maybe listening to some music or a walk which isn't too full of traffic so maybe avoid busy roads. And if you need some help to do this like I do, there are some great resources. So there's the How to Pray book which gives some great ideas and there's actually a book called Sabbath Pause. Which gives daily writings for seven weeks, um, teaching and helping you to do this pausing and to learn how to pause. And there are some really great apps. Um, Pray As You Go is a beautiful app. Um, It's written um, and uh, spoken each day by the Jesuits. It's really spaceful, it's reflective, it starts with some really gentle music, if you find that helpful. And then there's Lectio 365, which is linked to the book How to Pray. Um, as well as to the prayer course and is uses the PRAY acronym that we're using that Joe just talked about. Or if you like a bit more liturgy, um, there's now an audio version as well as a written version of daily prayer, of morning, evening and night prayer um, and often with some music, beautiful music if you find that helps you to pause. You see you don't have to work this out for yourself. Um, I've realised that I need a lot of help, um, and not to be ashamed to say I need a lot of help with this, and I use a mix of these things, um, and usually different apps at different times of the day. Um, maybe a short time in the morning with a cup of tea, after everyone has gone out or before they get up, on my afternoon dog walk, um, and occasionally before I drift off to sleep. It doesn't have to be long, don't set unachievable goals. Start with really small goals and don't berate yourself if you get to the end of the day and realise you've completely forgotten to pause at all or been unable to pause. Tomorrow is always a new day. For example, I got up this morning thinking I'll have some pausing time before coming to church Um, and one of my daughters unexpectedly got up to come and talk to me. Um, Sometimes God even interrupts our pausing. It takes me Ages to get into a new routine. Apparently, a couple of months is the average length of time for a routine to stick. Um, and I've given up so many times before I've got to two months. Now, you might be better at this, or you might just have to keep trying as well. Sometimes you might find that you enjoy the quietness and the pausing so much that you don't want to move on to anything else. And that's fine. Don't think that that's not prayer, it very much is. Then remember the psalm at the beginning. I have calmed and quietened. Like a weaned child, I am content. Sometimes language becomes unnecessary. Like close friends sitting together, not feeling the need to talk, where just being together is enough. Sometimes language isn't even possible, is it? Especially during times of trauma or times when we just feel overwhelmed and we have no idea what to pray. And God takes those moments of pausing with him when our emotions feel so deep and when we have no words and he meets us there in our silence. And sometimes breathing helps, I mean it it usually helps, doesn't it? But stopping and breathing deeply. But as you do so, silently breathing a prayer. Because it's important to remember it's not about us and our breathing. It's about God and God breathing his Holy Spirit into us. And you can use a breath prayer where you silently breathe words in and breathe some out such as these, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or Maranatha, come Lord Jesus or come Holy Spirit, or St Francis of Assisi was simply my God and my all, or perhaps whispering thank you Jesus, or quietly praying in tongues if you use those because that's a way of engaging your heart rather than even having to think about the words you're saying. Um, and if you're not sure about speaking in tongues and want to know more, do come and ask me after. We'll read some words from the Bible over a few times and chew on them, something we call Lectio Divina. And as we we end, we're simply going to do this together. We're going to start with a breath prayer and then we're going to listen and chew on the short psalm that we heard at the beginning and then we're going to pray a Sabbath prayer together. And I'd really love to encourage you to try some pausing this week. So first of all sit comfortably, I know it's tricky in hard wooden pews, close your eyes if you feel that that helps and breathe and listen to your breaths. Breathe deeply and when you're relaxed, pick one phrase which resonates with you, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thank you Jesus. Come Holy Spirit, my God and my all. And we're just going to spend a few moments doing that. I'm going to read Psalm 131 a couple times, and as I read, see what the Holy Spirit is saying, see which words the Holy Spirit is picking out and putting on your heart. My heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quietened myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. My heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed. And quietened myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Just before Joe comes back to lead us into communion, we're going to say a Sabbath prayer. Feel free to join in or just sit and listen quietly. May this day bring Sabbath rest to my heart and my home. May God's image in me be restored and my imagination in God be restored. May the gravity of material things be lightened and the relativity of time slow down. May I know grace to embrace my own finite smallness in the arms of God's infinite greatness. May God's word feed me and his spirit lead me into the weak, and into the life to come. Amen.